Welcome into the Lakeland Sports Guys on this Wednesday, May the 10th, 2023. Good to be with you today. I've got big shoes to fill, guys. Uh, Jim's still here for Tom Carroll. Got Chris Cox and Stan Spivey, the usuals. And we got a lot to talk about. We can go and cover the local sports scene for you, talk some college baseball, college football, maybe even talk some Greenwood High Spring football, which is going on. They have a little bit of a stadium scrimmage today, I understand, a limited play scrimmage. And then let these guys, since they're avid Gamecocks, pick the Gamecock schedule for next year. What do you guys think about that? I'm okay with that. I feel like I'm talking to Chris Phillips, but that's all right. <laughs> talking Gamecock football, but um, – Anyway, like I said, it's good to be here. We're at your place today. We just we we decided to leave Howard. I hope he doesn't. Yeah, I hope he don't get mad at us. But we're we're though. over at Jim Steele's uh, residence now at Frank Russell. And uh, how long have you been here, Jim? Uh, this is my first year, man. Okay. So you tell them what tell them what you fun. do and tell them what you're here for. Man, well, I'm fortunate to be the director of this awesome facility, and we get get students career and college ready you can come to our campus and enter into many different career pathways and uh, whether it's health science building construction auto collision auto tech sports medicine uh, culinary arts uh, accounting uh, cosmetology we've we've got a little bit for everyone so it's just a really cool place to be and getting our our students prepared for the workforce or college, whichever one they choose. Or both, like you say. Or both. We've yeah. actually had your culinary stuff at the games. Uh, they filled in it uh, during the, the thing up there, so that's awesome. I do appreciate you mentioning that, Chris. <laughs> we we did cater the box back during the fall. Uh, Chef Hancock does a tremendous job for us here, and uh, we're just proud of what our students do every day. We try to get them out in the community and, and you know use their skills and uh, hopefully getting them prepared for the labor force. Exactly. Because there's a lot to get ready for. That's right. Well, the one thing, too, it, this is the District 50 and but you have students from Ware Shoals, 96, Greenwood, Emerald. This isn't just about students at Greenwood High. Any student at these high schools can come down here. If they want to go on to a culinary arts degree in college, they can come down here and get a jump start on it see what it's really going to be like. If they want to go to work at the dad's body shop or the dad's auto mechanic shop, here's the place to get started. And along with all the other career paths that you've mentioned, uh, they can go here, then they can go to Piedmont Tech for their education or go to a four-year school. And, but this gives them some real life. So as we were coming in, we saw students coming in for interviews, for internships. That's right. And that you know, and that, that speaks a lot, not only to the programs here, but the businesses in Greenwood area that support this center know that this center turns out good quality people. And I, I certainly appreciate you saying that, Stan. And you're right. Not only do we serve District 50 students, but we also serve Ware Shoals District 51, and we also uh, serve District 52, which are 96 students, and we want those students, and we want to keep them home. We want to yeah. train them and, and let them um, learn a skill that will keep them in Greenwood County. So I do appreciate you saying that. And it's important because I remember my first interview. I didn't know what to do or what to say to anybody, and luckily, uh, it was at UPS in Greenwood, and I had been through some stuff at USC and Atlanta, and I walked right in and just said, man, just tell me who you are. And I was like, man, this is so cool. But you teach them to get them ready for those interviews. Like today, you've got what? How many groups here? you got Sports Break, Eaton, um, B-Lux. You've got a bunch of people here today, and that's what it's for, the interns. And so uh, we turned this into the uh, Frank Russell Show today, and that's fine because hey, that's it's great. needed. It's needed, and, and like I said, we appreciate y'all you know, covering the communities that you do and everything you do for the area. But at the same time, you being a District 50 guy, you've had one a son and a daughter that have already graduated from Greenwood High or have moved on to the college level. You've got a son that's playing baseball here at Greenwood. So you're involved with that. But then all of a sudden you get this West Shows kid that comes in, and he's wanting to talk about his baseball team and the fact that his baseball team wrapped up their district. That's exactly and, right. You know, and so you have to be a man of many shirts. <laughs> Let's just say. And, and I do have all four school shirts or gear that I try to mix up and wear. Of course, I do tend up wearing the 
or tend to be wearing the G more than some of the others, but I have Wear Shoals gear. I have That's 96 good. gear and, and Emerald Viking gear as well. So uh, We're a lot alike, dude. Well, I don't, I don't, the only shirt I don't have you do is the one you're wearing. Yeah, I don't have that one. <laughs> the Winston shirt. And, uh, but, yeah, like I said, it's, it's – and speaking of, since you went – where did you jump into it with Wear Shoals? First district win since, what, 2004? Something like that, I read. It's been a while. We were going to get to the playoffs. They are in full swing. We're jumping right into Look, it. Yeah, man. That, that's <laughs> fine. That, that's great. And, uh, we're I got on Crocs, man. We got to go. I know. Y'all, y'all been <laughs> eager to go. We were going to do this on Monday. We had to back it up till today. But we, we do appreciate you getting out here. And where Shoals is on to the upper state in baseball. Coach Calvert's done a tremendous job with those guys. And uh, now in the upper state, they'll run into Christchurch, Southside Christian, and St. Joe's. Uh, but give Ware Shoals a ton of credit, man. They've had a good season, and I know Coach Calvert's really excited about his team being in the upper state. Well, they hope they're running those teams. I think next up's what, tomorrow they play at St. Joe's. Yeah, St. Joe's, I think, is the first round, and yeah. I think Christ Church And then you're talking about the other time. two right. studs, yeah. <laughs> and anytime you have a, a public school, that, and you see this more in the 1A, lower 2As maybe, you don't see it as much with four and five, three A schools playing these private schools uh, that have been allowed to play in the high school league. Those kids, they, those schools, those coaches, they can go out and recruit anybody from anywhere to come play for them. Right. Uh, we all know it's still choice. You can go anywhere you want to to school, but those coaches actually go out and recruit players where most of our public schools, like Ware Shoals, Greenwood, and you play with what you got. You know, what comes out That's of that exactly school is right. what you play with. And and for a 1A school like Ware Shoals to develop a program, and now they're deep into the playoffs, and hopefully they can come up with another win or two and show some of these private schools, hey, we don't have to go out and recruit. We raise good ball players here in our town. I like it. Yeah. The Go first ahead, thing Chris. we talked about was no rabbit holes, and then you're going to bring up Greg <laughs> Porter to me in Greenville High School. But, I didn't say but, so, I didn't so, mention it. So, Coach Porter, he he's getting me on your case right now, but you do go recruit. And so, <laughs> and you're in our division, our, our region. So, uh, but you're right, Stan. These guys, they do it the right way. And I mean, you know, 96 has had a good year in baseball. Abbeville just got beat out the other night, yep. which I'm sure you have too, Jim. And uh, like I said, for, for where Shoals. We wait for them in football and basketball to do big things, and they've had new hirings with coaches and everything has just happened up there with football and with ba- with basketball. And and to see the baseball team kind of flourish right now at this point in time is huge for where it shows. And you mix, you mentioned some of the other teams, but how about Dixie? They were they made it to the <laughs> district championship game. They were eliminated by Southside Christian, so Dixie had a good season as well. And and there again, that's another one of those schools. But we, you know, that was one of our spotlight teams the other week because when I when I looked at Matt, I go to Matt's preps all the time. I probably shouldn't because they don't do like they used to. You're right. But Dixie, the one thing that blew my mind was I was keeping up with my cousin who's a Blythewood, and they were battling for the batting average for the state. And this kid, Leroy, I think his name was from Dixie, was at like 460-something. And then he had a bad May. <laughs> he kind of dropped right. off. But to still hit, you know, right around, you know, 350, 400 is pretty good for high school baseball. But uh, anyway, good year there. Softball's doing great at, at Dixie, which Stan follows a lot. And, you know, we love we love Coach Sam up there. And uh, like I said, that's going to be another podcast we're going to roll up to Dixie High School and do here in the future. I like it. I like it. And then in the 2A classification, Abbeville was just defeated, as you mentioned, in the championship game by Pelion. And Strom Thurman Thurman made the upper state in 2A. Mid-Carolina's there as well. And Saluda, they made it to the championship game. They were eliminated by Batesburg-Leesville. So a lot of good baseball in the area. And we hadn't even got to uh, those Clinton (laughs) Red Devils or those Greenwood Eagles. No. Clinton was the uh, region champion, uh, region, I think it's the region four, three A. They moved over to region four. And how about this for a, an upper state bracket? Clinton, BHP, Union, and Seneca. Seneca might have uh, one of the best arms in the state in the Govern kid. He's a, he's a really good lefty that's committed to Clemson. But that's a lot of, when you start talking that Clint, Clinton and, and Union and all, those are old time rivals those are teams well, that have been in conferences with each other 
and and really have grown to hate each other. If you well, don't we want to use that word, but that's right. It's, a lot it's, of it's a lot of and now, yeah, and now it's being put to a next to the next level because it just means more in the playoffs. You know, you could you could accept maybe a loss in regular season to a union if you were Clinton. Right. But you're not going to accept it in, in the playoffs. No. Uh-uh. Right. I think the most surprising for Clinton to me is the fact that they pretty much ran through that whole region. region. Yeah. I mean, they, yeah. they didn't have a whole lot of opposition until now. Well, Union was <laughs> in their region. They yeah, finished yeah. second. And here's yeah. the thing. I talked to Coach McCarthy, the head baseball coach for Clinton last night. And that upper state bracket, they still do the four districts. And yeah. then the winners go to Play. a four-double elimination tournament in 3A. 4A is doing it a little different this year. But because it's a predetermined bracket, Clinton, who won the region, has to go to Union tomorrow night yeah. and play at their place. And then not, don't even – you know, BHP and Seneca, what a matchup, man. That, yeah. That's going to be a big-time matchup in 3A. Uh, I think they start on Friday night. But uh, And then our Greenwood Eagles, we're going to leave yeah. here and, and go half a mile down the road and watch Greenwood entertain North Augusta. Which and, is starting to become – Used to be a rivalry back in the day, then it kind of died off. Now, all of a sudden, Greenwood has been there before, but now North Augusta is starting to get a few kids in and starting to be a little more competitive. And it seems like they're always having to come to us. Even in football, they come to us, you know, in the playoffs. Now, we did go down there and play them in regular season this year, and they cut the lights out on us, but I had a talk with Trey about that. Uh, well, I'm going to cut you off right there because I don't consider it a rival when you're winning everything you play against <laughs> well, North Augusta. So, I mean, you probably know everybody down there, too. Um, we, we talked about North, North Augusta last week, and I have been on the phone with everybody from Travis and Thomas and those are moving the chains. And, you know, all of a sudden, abruptly, their football coach resigned last week, and we still don't know why. Oh, wow. Yeah, Mac Quinn. North Augusta. Yeah, yeah. Mac Quinn just up and, and decided that I don't know if he got another job. Man, we got a lot of that going on, Jim, which you, this is Thursday's usually our show. We talk coaches and stuff, and um, I, we're not even going to get into McCormick because I saw a post where McCormick has a new coach, but we haven't had it where the old coach resigned his position yet. So we'll let, we'll let Tom Carroll deal with that next week. But uh, I did see today on a couple of different places that McCormick has a new coach in place, but – um, I, I don't. I'm not going to consider North. Well, I'm an Eagle too. I'm a Greenwood guy myself, and I just never consider North Augusta as a rival because they never played with us the way they needed to back then. Now they are better in other sports, uh, but for some reason nobody wants to coach or work in that area. Then I don't know what it is. They've gone everywhere from Coach Pippen, uh, and then they had another couple of guys. And Mac wins a guy that's a winner, and for him to leave that program just abruptly, something's going on in North Augusta. I mean, yeah, might I, be like coming from Broad Street down there or something. I don't know, but the smell's not so great down there right now. But anyway, that was your rabbit hole. Let's go. <laughs> you ready to move let's, on? Let's well, talk about some Greenwood baseball. Well, I like I mean, it. We're, we're, we, we did play like North it. Augusta during the regular season. The, we beat them at Eagle Park 4-3. They had a pretty good lefty that we'll probably see tonight that gave us a lot of fits. And we did not get to play the return game at North Augusta because of weather. We were – supposed to go down to North Augusta to play, but did not get it in. And I anticipate a, a tough game. There's six teams playing in the upstate still. After tonight, it'll be down to four. Uh, if Greenwood wins tonight, they'll have to go to Lawrence and win twice, right. one on Friday and once on Saturday. So Greenwood has their work cut out for them. But as we mentioned all year, Greenwood's had a 10-game winning streak, a nine-game winning streak. So they, they're certainly a team that's capable of getting hot. And they just got to get hot at the right time. Uh, honestly, probably haven't been playing their best baseball. Uh, we were very fortunate on Monday night. I don't know if you guys were yeah, there, but we got got two hits. Uh, one being a three-run home run by T.J. Aiken, which looked like an innocent fly ball, a, an Eagle Park special, if you will. But it got out of the park. We went up three to nothing. And I don't think the, the pitcher for the other team gave up another base runner for the next three innings. And uh, we somehow held on. One but, three to two. but our pitching and our defense, it, it equaled. It equaled out. And, That's right. You know, and you're going to have baseball is one of those streaky games with teams. You'll you'll have a game like this where you don't get but two hits, but you have enough pitching and enough defense to win it. Now tonight, they liable to come out there and. The scoreboard might not have it. enough light bulbs in it. You know, you never know. So I hope that's the case. That we do too. And this ten run rule them in about 
Well, like Samantha had with the Dixie softball the other night, they played actually one and a half innings. Wow. Dixie batted one time, scored 20 runs, six outs total by the other team. And they said, coaches said, we don't need to play no more. We don't even want to bat in the bottom of the second because we don't want it to be 40 to nothing. Wow. So let's hope that Greenwood can come out and hang a big crooked number in the first inning. And that lets the pitcher relax, the coaches relax, the players relax, and you just play better. When you, when you play teams back and forth like we the last time that we played the Lawrence game, totally different game than the time before. Yes. Uh, and that's what you have. I'm not worried about Lawrence being what we call the old, you and I would call the old sit back in the softball days. Yeah. When you went, when yeah. you win that first round, you sit back in the sit back game until the rest of them come to you. Um, but the pitch has been well. Caden Poor and, and Andrew Driver and, and that guy has come together. Uh, TJ and, and those kids are hitting, I mean, knocking the ball out of the park. I loved your call the other night, man. You said this was a routine. It's out of here. And I'm like, what? So I had to look up <laughs> on the monitor and see the ball go. But they're getting hit it into the football field on the practice football field. So that that tells you how far he went opposite field to get that ball right. out of there. Um, but I, I'm looking forward to it. And like I say, I, it would need to be an easy game for you. You're going to be hoarse by the time you do a podcast and your, <laughs> your podcast yesterday and, and then this, this game tonight. And like I said, I have, I really enjoyed it because, you know, we're living out in the country, the six where I live. I don't always get back for the games, but this has provided me an opportunity to follow green with baseball. And I tell you, I really sparky. You hit out of park with this one, buddy. I'm gonna tell you, y'all do a great job with it, Jim. And and like when we did the podcast over at Eagle Park the other day, you feel the love, you feel the enthusiasm, but more more so than anything else, they belief in each other. Yep. And being former sports guys, we know how that is. You got to believe in your teammates. And I don't think there's a guy on that team that's ready to see this season end. I think you're right, and I appreciate those kind words. And it's it's, it's been a fun ride, and these guys, have been, all of these seniors, have been part of this program for a long time. And it's going to be a sad, sad day when it does end, and I hope it doesn't end tonight. But uh, starts at 6:30 at Eagle Park should be a great ball game. Let's shift our attention to softball. We mentioned uh, Dixie; they in 1A they lost to Southside Christian in the district championship game, so their season is over. And I saw where their coach. Coach Lawless actually gave it up. He's retiring now from from softball. I don't know if you saw that. I saw that on Twitter this afternoon. Our good friends down at 96, they're playing for the district championship versus Strom Thurmond. They're in the driver's seat. Strom Thurmond must beat them twice. 96 beat them already in that district uh, bracket. So 96 is in good shape there. Now, Abbeville, Abbeville must beat Gray Collegiate twice to advance, but they're still alive and kicking in the, at the two late, two A level. And then Saluda today is playing to stay alive. They have to beat Chesney twice. So, a lot of good softball in the area. Saluda 96 and Abbeville still alive. Dixie just lost out last night, I believe. And uh, the Greenwood Eagles will go up to Greer tomorrow. Uh, they must win. Uh, and then they must beat Catawba Ridge twice. So, I know. You know, we, we play good softball in the area. You look at Legion softball and a couple of championships in the last two summers. For the last couple of months, we've, we've been talking to Lakelands a lot for and for the reasons of the athletics. But, you know, wrestling was un- unbelievable this year around the area in the Lakelands. Now the softball and the baseball is just as good, too. So, we, I mean, we're lucky to be, Jim, here in the Lakelands where you got it. Uh, it like that. And now it's pretty much a little bit of an even flow. You don't just have that one team dominating everybody. So, uh it's pretty much a everybody dog eat dog type thing, and like I said, look for ninety six to win a game tonight. And I just hope that you know you were talking about it should be a good game with North Augusta. They don't have a six eight pitcher, do they? Uh, they do not. Like the kid, the other. <laughs> they have a nice little lefty though. He's he's nice. And I was amazed at the I, I can't remember what was the kid that used to pitch it, uh, for the Mariners back in the day. The big tall Randy Johnson. Johnson. That's the what a kid the other night remind me of, except the way he can move around the mound. Right. Like, he threw a pitch, and like I said, it was bunting. He got to the ball in no time, which he should at 6-8. But he's a college commit. Right, he and, is. He's going to Spartanburg Methodist. And we were talking about maybe bunting and making him fill that position because he's so tall and lanky, and it's hard <laughs> for them to cover that spot. He had trouble bending, getting that bunt, and it, it produced an air throw down the first baseline. But, uh, man, that was big. But to see these guys at that size, I mean, and that's another thing about Greenwood, man. I mean, we don't have the big boys out there like that, but it's it just like it didn't phase them. 
They wanted to do what they were supposed to do, and, and they won the game, and that was huge. But Green was seen some pitching over the past. The kid from, you know, Midland Valley is a pretty good pitcher. The guy from Lawrence just showed his butt the other week, Hamby. Yeah, Hamby uh, pitched well. Hundred and something, I mean, 100 and something pitches, and, and just, had, what, four for four from the plate, three for four yeah, from the plate. He's, and he's playing hot, or he's hot right now. So let's just hope that he's not the guy they put on the mound when, if Greenwood does have to face him again. But we want to get to that point, so we don't mind playing him again on Friday night. So. That's exactly right, Chris. But how about football? Let's turn our attention to football, and then we'll end our local sports roundup section. And uh, Greenwood High, this is the last day of the week of, um, of spring practice. They are actually having a short a stadium scrimmage today at the end of practice. I think they're going to run about 40 plays in the stadium, kind of a control scrimmage type thing. But I know they're still missing a few guys from track and baseball and uh, from all indications, things have been progressing very nicely. They have about 75% of the playbook in, uh, I was told, and they are making changes offensively. Uh, we all know that. They're going to spread it out. More more of a traditional look, I guess, in the sense of today's modern-day offense. But I'm going to kind of miss the old offense. I kind of liked it. But, um you know, I'm kind of looking for the new. Well, I mean, because I've got a lot of people looking for the new. I guarantee, I guarantee, <laughs> Coach Liner will have part of that in his back pocket that he can pull out at any time if he needs to. I hey. will say this: spring game is May the 18th. Yeah. Uh, summer workouts start May the 22nd. And for those uh, Greenwood athletes, physical day is tomorrow. Uh, and then you can get your physical tomorrow. That will cover all your sports for next season. So, uh, you know, if you're an athlete listening out, out there to this podcast or you're a parent of an athlete, you may want to go ahead and get that reduced physical rate. Um, and that's going to be May the 11th. May the 11th. Yes. We'll yes. Be May the 11th is so, tomorrow. That's tomorrow. So Tomorrow also yeah. is uh, the band. Parent, I mean, student parent thing for the band. If you want to be a member of the band, it's tomorrow at the cafeteria also at Greenwood High School. All right. Anything else on the local Let's scene? talk about golf, man. What about you? Oh, yeah, we got yeah, you yeah, for bringing man. that up. Yeah, he's, just, yep. he's waiting to do the interview through the window. Open the drive-thru <laughs> up right there. Let's bring him <laughs> but, uh, Coach Witt, uh, he's here at um, the G. Frank Russell Technology Center, and he is a busy man. He is kind of spearheading this uh, apprenticeship interview thing we got going on, and uh, he does a great job, and I was shocked. Greenwood High won the region championship for the first time since 2001. Uh, they did have the privilege of playing uh, here uh, the other day in the upper state and finished third uh, in the upper state. Top eight teams qualify for the state. So the only two teams that beat them were uh, North Augusta, and North Augusta is the perennial, their favorite to win the state this year. And they get to host the uh, state championship this coming week or next week. But Greenville ended up be, beating us by three strokes. But we got Greenville in the in the region, in the region. tournament. That's yeah, right. the one that mattered. So. Yeah, that's right. Well, the both teams this, qualify for the right. state. And and now it matters. You've made it to the state. That's what you wanted to do. And even though you might have finished third in that tournament, you're still going to state. You can go down there now and come out of state champion. And that's and it's just. You know, go down there and play the best you can play, guys. That's right. And we're going to be proud of you. Cambridge came back. The Cambridge boys, they had a chance to win the state. And Skeezer, well, they came back in second. But at least they had the opportunity to go and compete at that level and be able to say, hey, yeah, we might not have finished first, but dadgummit, we finished second. There you go. And that's something to be proud of. Good golfers right there. And I, that was one of the questions I got for Chip when we did an interview with him is how would he like to have those four guys off of that Cambridge team on his team this year around? Well, yeah, I'm sure <laughs> he would have never it. know. Well, or, 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 or wherever, but uh, they go to North Augusta, Jim. And yeah. it's a course you probably know well. I know it well. Great golf course at River Course. I've never been there. Oh, it's an awesome no. course. I, that's that's, that's the last coach. I, I mean, the last course I played, which is two or three months ago. But a uh, great shape. It's not a long hitter's course. you got to be right. precise because you got to canals and ponds everywhere so it, it'll be a good place for them to play it and um i look forward to do well man i i, I grew up with their coach coach witt and i you were a couple of years yep. apart and so uh he was a golfer here of course at greenwood also and he he's probably got the records more than likely and then i think I, he went from here to clemson right? he did he yeah. he went to clemson on a golf scholarship had, had some injury i think his back gave him some issues but 
Uh, <laughs> he he loves golf, man. He's had some talented golfers and Coach Hudson. Um, mm-hmm. Mr. Hudson used to um, be the golf coach at Greenwood High, and he had Vince Hatfield and um, Ben Martin players, mm-hmm. some guys, man. He has some guys that could play. But I know in talking to Coach, he wants to finish, you know, top five finish. I think he feels is attainable, and it's going to really be a two horse race. But after that, you know, you never know. Top three finish would be phenomenal, but. AC Florida, North Augusta, they they they're going to be stout. But um, anybody can have a good day, and anybody can have a bad day. We're hoping our five had a good day, and some of these other guys they might have three that have good days, and we kind of sneak it in there. And hey, let's never finish second, third, you know, maybe even win this. Let's see a D golfer man. They got to step yeah. up to the plate, and they probably will in that tournament for him. So. Yeah. It's good it's, greens to put on. I will say that those are the best greens I played in a long time at North Augusta, sir. So. I'm glad you mentioned so, that, Chris. I. I I was almost skipping over the golf team. Glad we didn't do that. So yeah, we can't forget those. Guys. Well, I'm trying to work an interview here later with him on the later podcast. <laughs> we don't want to go through you anyway to get. But yeah, so, and like I said, we have been trying to get back with you with us and not really do some joint stuff together because you got your own thing and we do our own thing. But you know, you do a great job, and and like I said, I hope we do what the people want. If we don't, you get on our tails about it, and we'll do better. Um, but, uh, yeah, that, that Greenwood golf is big. It's still going on now. And like I said, some of them guys will be out there tonight pulling for that baseball team. And that's the thing about Greenwood. That's right. You're going to pull for each other. That's I love the exactly fact that you're right. going, you'll put your headset on tonight and look over there and you might even see a couple of boys still on that football field. That's, that's a great point. <laughs> so again, appreciate you bringing it up and you know, I know I mentioned it at the beginning, but I do appreciate Tom letting me kind of try to step in, um, but he does a great job, and it is cool that we can have both of these podcasts going that covers local sports. And I know we kind of slant ours a little bit toward Greenwood High. That's just kind of my comfort zone and, and uh, where I've worked for years and coached for years. But uh, you guys do a tremendous job of kind of covering all of the Lakeland sports, and we do we certainly appreciate that. And we like it. Like I said, you do a good job. And like I said, I love the fact that you and Tom get things out there faster than anybody else. I know they could. You're probably doing it because you don't wear socks either. And that's one of the requirements <laughs> of the of Lakeland Sports guys. So, you, I mean, we might have you an extra shirt in there. I loafers today. I can't um, wear socks. I, I, don't, I don't wear socks anyway. I mean, I got married in a tux without socks. So. I, I'm not a sock person, but uh, anyway, like I said, cheer, the, the coaches' cheers are really good. Thing. Do you ever keep up with the number of like followers and stuff that you have on the other, like Podbean puts out the big thing about who's who in sports? Do you ever follow that? I no, I don't. You should don't follow that. You should because I can say this and look at uh, and look at the coach Bobby beside me and say right now on Spotify, Lakeland sports guys are right behind Corey Graves, which you follow okay. WWE is the, one of the announcer guys on WWE. So we're right behind him. So maybe we got to talk more wrestling. There you go. Or wrestling as we would say up here. But uh, anyway, let's check it out, man. Cause it's fun to see who you're competing with on these different things. Yeah. Who knows what that coach's chair might get the uh, podcast award next year. Cause I'm going to nominate you. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it. Well, let's turn our attention to college baseball. Y'all want to talk some college baseball? And well, we can let's go to the women's softball first because both okay. Clemson and Carolina both started their tournament the tournaments today. Okay. Now, I saw I did see part women. of Clemson's uh, game, and they were up 5-4. Okay. It was like in the fifth or sixth inning, so I don't know. With Florida State, and that was a game that was tied for a long time. Oh, they're playing Florida State today? That yeah, must be they've a already played them. Deeper bracket it's game. over okay. with. Maybe we can find out a score. South Carolina takes A&M, got delayed 35 minutes because LSU and Ole Miss went 10 innings. So they're just now they're finished there in the seventh inning, but it's 0-0. Zero, zero. So they probably going to go extra in it. So. You, you know, I enjoy watching the softball. It just moves so much faster than baseball. In yeah. many ways, it's a it's a spectator-friendlier sport than baseball. And mm-hmm. uh, just it's really cool when they get out to Oklahoma City and play in the World Series. And I did see where Valerie Cagle got the ACC Player of the yeah. Year. She's yeah. up for the big one. But Clemson can't seem to get over Florida State. They're, they're really well, good. Say- so, Check it, Chris, if you can find I, it. I, dude, I can't, you know, I'm whipping this phone to death. While, while you're looking at that, <laughs> let's, let's talk baseball. I do have the top okay. 25 polls. I've got the coaches poll, and I also have the D1 baseball poll. I like uh, D1 better than I do Yeah, coaches. I do. I like D1, too. Yeah. D1 poll D1's is kind of what more realistic, at. I think. Well, South Carolina, our in-state team, South Carolina coming in at number six mm-hmm. in the D1 baseball poll, 36-12. and 12. Tough loss last night to North Florida. Yep. 
Um, and Clemson checking in at number 16. They're 31-17. And uh, the RPI also had the RPI rankings here. Uh, the number one RPI team, you probably, you guys probably know this, though. You want to guess who it is? I don't. SEC I, team. I saw them. But, uh, I would have said LSU, but I don't know. How about Kentucky? Kentucky. Oh, wow. Yeah, RPI. You're trying to make You're me feel RPI. better about the Kentucky. Now, Coastal, Coastal and Clemson have that RPI where one's like fourth and the other one's fifth or third and fourth, something like that. Coastal's 12th in the RPI. Clemson actually moved because Stanford, I think, had a midweek win last night. They moved down to 14. They were 13. That it RPI is something else I saw. might have been very strength fluid. of schedule or could something. be strength of schedule. Yeah. Clemson is uh, – Kentucky's one on strength yeah. of schedule – uh, Clemson's four, Coastal's five. Yeah. Those two teams hook horns tonight, tonight. at 6 o'clock. Down and Conway. Now, what we got to remember that, Clemson took care of them when they came run to Clemson, run-ruled them. So now they're coming back. Uh, is a little bit of revenge wanted by Coastal. And Coastal has played great midweek games. I mean, and, they and they're played, number eight in the D1 baseball. Yeah, and, they were, and they beat teams like number one, Wake Forest, during the midweek. Right. So, that's why their strength of schedule is so far up there. And, you know, this is a game that I'm I'm looking at it from whoever wins this game has a great shot at hosting. Yes. I don't think I don't think we get three hosts in I, I don't the state think of South we Carolina. Three. But I think we may not even get two. Depends on how Clemson finishes the season. season right. And they're on they're on track to finish out pretty well. Uh, and you feel like Coastal. South Carolina's locked theirs up, but well, they might South, not. Car- South Carolina has got <laughs> to get people healthy. Right. I mean, they got way too many people that are hamstring issues. We still got a second baseman that's out with a broke arm. I mean, we got. Well, it's baseball got, too, get, though. Yeah. And last week in the house. Yeah, but you can't you can't take a guy out of the starting lineup that you started second baseman that had ten home runs in the first twenty ball games of the year and put in a freshman that's batting maybe 175 and finally he did finally hit a home run the other night though so he's he's got one or two now but he it just a uh, drop off into offense as heard it but we must be a rain uh, delay here jim because i don't give, see anything about the clemson well, give, uh, us the, give us the top 10 there in the d1 baseball poll uh the, their latest poll from d1 baseball and this is a I totally agree with this because I've said it from day one. Wake Forest is the team to beat in the That's ACC. Crazy. Yeah, they're good. Um, you don't expect it from them and, and from the universities up there, but they do really well, and they are number one at 40 and seven. 40 and seven. Wow. That's impressive. Because <laughs> the ACC is a pretty good Yeah, it is. I would say a second right behind SEC. And sometimes, here's the deal, and the way you, you look at it is, wait till, wait till Omaha comes out and we start getting these teams in the playoffs, it's going to be ACC. SEC or SEC, ACC, and Pac-12, and the rest of the Big Ten—they're not going to get anybody in. Right. But anyway, following Wake Forest, number two is LSU. They're thirty-eight and ten, uh, and they were one last week, actually. And then Arkansas, another Arkansas team, moves up to where you guys visit. Previous this weekend, game, we'll yeah. talk about that. Yeah. It's a never. It's never. I'm telling you, there's never an easy time in ACC, ACC baseball at all. And then you got. There's that Pac-12 coming in. You got Stanford, then you got Vandy. We're at number six. Florida's at seven. So let's see. You got five, six, and seven. Coastal's eight. Connecticut's nine, which is another team from a. Uh, you wouldn't think. I would call it weak conference, but you can't if if they're that good and they're thirty-five. They're not. They're thirty-five and eleven, and they're ranked ninth. So somebody's had a big dip here somewhere. Man, I'll tell you, Connecticut came down to Clemson a few years ago. We played us around in the region. Yeah, so we played when Springer was there. Yeah. The, the place for the Yankees. And then here you go. Here's your 10. 11. 10 is Duke. 11 is Miami. 12 is West Virginia. Then Campbell Camels. Who yeah, Campbell, Coastal yeah. plays a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you got East Carolina. When is East Carolina not in something? They're always They're, they're competitive in every sport there is. Then you got 15 is Oregon State. Uh, DJ's new school coming up for football. <laughs> And then you have them Tigers, who previously jumped, or they were previously up there, but they're at 16 this week. Uh, and like you said, Kentucky 17. And my old favorite team to follow in baseball, just from my days of playing, Dallas Baptist. They're good. And they're, like I said, they're ranked the eight, they're the 18th ranked team. And then, like I said, it's, it's, that's, a, that's a good list right there, Bo. That is a solid list well, of baseball teams. But then you look at it, and out of, out of that top 20, 
you've got five or six SEC schools. And AC, that's what I'm saying. And then right. you've got five or six <laughs> dominated, schools. Dominated yeah, by ACC and, and SEC schools. Um, so you, the baseball is being played in the South. Well, if you look at the RPI, you got uh, top RPI teams. you got Kentucky, Wake, LSU, South Carolina, Arkansas, Vanderbilt, Boston College, Duke, Virginia. Nine of the ten are ACC or SEC. The lone exception being Indiana State. They come in at number seven. <laughs> uh, they're 33 and 13. But, um, but yeah, when you, put, but exactly when you right. start putting those other teams from these other conferences in regionals, with these ACC schools and with these SEC schools having played each other. Yep. yep. You know. You just beat up on each Clemson other. Clemson and, and South Carolina and to a point Coastal, they beat up on each other. Their conferences have beat up on each other. So when they get here, you're playing somebody from the middle of middle of the country that has really not played, have not seen the the – players, the, the, the pitching, the, yeah, they may have seen one pitcher all season. Right. And all of a sudden now you're going to be seeing four and five. No. Oh. All right. Well, hey, I did a little homework on South Carolina. I just wanted to, you know, it's just, I know South Carolina's hit that rough patch, but hopefully they'll get it back because yep. they were fun to watch early yep. in the year. But since the LSU rubber game okay. that got canceled, canceled. South Carolina's been eight and eight. Now, they came back and swept Florida in the three-game home series. Mm-hmm. But since the Florida sweep, guys, was Florida their Super Bowl? Because they went – they've been two and six. Against Florida, since right. the Florida matchup. So, but, they even and, lost to North Florida last night, who had an RPI 185. And then they got to go to Arkansas, the number but, three team. And that Florida in series is when they started losing people to injuries. Okay. With hamstrings, the first baseman – and that was, that was I, a thought huge the guy, I thought the guy threw an elbow into his ribs, but I'm not, they <laughs> didn't say it. They didn't call it. So, but you can't, but, you don't ever seem to get that, that weekend where you can build some confidence and some momentum. Cause the next well, weekend you got right, to right. then the next weekend and the same way with Clemson. I mean, yep. yeah, you had the, a big win here, but next weekend could. Well, here's who we place in that, you know. Clemson was swept by Wake Forest back at the end of March and the beginning of. of but um, Wake is the number one April team there. in the nation and That's been right. there for quite a while. But Clemson's been fifteen and four since being swept by Wake. They've won their last five ACC series. Mm-hmm. So Eric Backett just got them on the right track. I do think South Carolina's going to well, get it back together too. The teams is is two total. Clemson started off the season with. A little uncertainty with their pitching. Right. Some people fully not recovered from some earlier injuries. Those guys got healthy. Clemson's playing great ball. Just opposite Carolina came in healthy, played great ball. Now they started hitting this little rough patch with injury, and you got to get over. That's and, right. And go play. Well, Caden Grice coming on, being that big third-day yeah. starter, has been yeah. huge for Clemson. Yeah. He's a Riverside product. We actually saw him a few years ago yeah. in the playoffs uh, mm-hmm. at Greenwood High. So uh, you're exactly right. But hopefully those two programs, it would be cool if both of them get back out to Omaha. Well, but, I'd like to see all three schools make it to Omaha. Now, that's going to be tough to do because we're all three <laughs> in the same state and, you know, the south region. Somebody's going to be going That's to the right. middle of nowhere to play in a regional or super regional. Well, but Clemson's about to tip it yeah. off or tip it off. They're about to they're about to tip it off. Throw out the first, first pitch, pitch here at, in about an hour at Coastal six o'clock, and then they go to Virginia Tech this weekend. So tough series for them as well. Jim, here's one thing I want you know because I am a Gamecock and I'm going to be totally honest. I'm a big Kingston fan. I think he hired his replacement in Monty Lee. Uh, I don't mind sharing that either. Eric yeah. Backage is going to be the guy at Clemson for years. I don't, I don't for see sure. it unless he gets tired of coaching at Clemson. He's going to be the guy. Well, Clemson how, reached back to the legged tree. Got how who cool! They how, and, and Stan will disagree with me here, but I think it would really be cool. I, I don't know that we're going to host. I really don't because with the injuries that are mounting up, we're not doing what we have to do in the middle of the week games. Last night we played that the kid. His name was Bryce Hunter. Was the pitcher for North Florida. He wasn't even supposed to go to college. He was going straight to the draft. 
this kid's that good, and that's what you face in weekly in the midweek, in, in midweek games. Yep. And, and we're just not. That's a game you got to win. I, I I don't care. I don't want to hear that. You yep. know my my you know my first baseman's got a broke toe. I don't want to hear that. Those games you got to win. We're not doing it. We're not playing baseball right now because I've loved watching the long ball this year, but it's not happening right now. Some guys like Petri, who we love. Stan Spivey, I love Ethan Petri. I think he, and I'm hoping he breaks his record, but he's got another kid in the SEC that's fighting with him for the freshman record. But yeah, I think you're going to, it could be a possibly a fight to see who hosts in the state between Clemson, South Carolina, and Coastal. Yeah. And I, I wouldn't be a best on to go down there. Well, I think South Carolina's going to at least host a region. Probably, yeah. probably going to end we up should. hosting the Super. Yeah. Well, and you might get but, three regions, but you're not going to get three Supers. You're not, no, you you're might not, not even to. get two Supers. I don't know if you right. get two. Two Supers is an amazing year. It's but, fun, though. It's, it it's fun to but, talk about college got, baseball right, this time of the year. Especially when you've got three teams in a state as small as South Carolina is. That's right. That are ranked in the top. 15 in the nation. And look, Carolina Coastal's got national championship yep. trophies. We don't yep. have one in Tigertown. So. No Gilmore. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, like just, I said, you got a coach that's going to get you one sooner or later. I think so. Eric like Backage is really good. He's a good coach. All right, let's shift our attention. I, I was told by Tom I had to keep you all kind of tunnel-focused here. So <laughs> we're moving on. Last little segment here. Let, let's get your quick thoughts on some college football headlines here, and then I'm going to let you uh, – Let's talk about South Carolina's schedule because it's never a bad time to talk about college football. It's, it's really just right around the corner. It is. And the schedules are out. Uh, all the pundits and uh, sports writers that, have, that are putting out their magazines and breaking down every team and listing every schedule and saying, well, this team's going to be the toughest schedule. This team's got the worst schedule in the land, and blah, blah, blah. It's all coming out. And so it's it's interesting to read, but we just have to remember this is one person's opinion. That's exactly you right. Know? And I saw one, and I think I mentioned to you, Phil Steele, who always puts out a great magazine. Uh, a lot of that's a good magazine when you get into August and you're sitting down at the beach and you got your toes in the sand. <laughs> Just pick up the magazine and read what he writes about some of the team. But now they uh, do the magazine so so early that, yeah. you know, you kind of like some of these, well, the portal's closed now, closed now but, but it's it's um, not always up to date. Right. But they are had, fun to read. They are. And, but he had South Carolina with the toughest schedule in the nation, which – you play in the SEC, you're going to have to play the big boys. You play Clemson. That's, yeah, that's and you got Clemson. And you got, you know, Georgia, two-time defending national champion, and their schedule is like 64. I can't remember what Alabama's is. It's, you know, I mean, it's little sisters that are cool against Alabama. Well, one of the weaker schedules is Georgia national champ. Georgia. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, I've like got their schedule right here. It's and, a joke. Yeah, it? it's a uh, UT Martin, Ball State, South Carolina, UAB, Auburn, Kentucky, Vandy, Florida, Missouri, Ole Miss, Tennessee, and Georgia Tech. And you only go – you go to Auburn, you go to Tennessee, but that's that's the extent of it. And yeah. uh, they they look prime if they can get good quarterback play to uh, to, to make it back to at least the yeah. SEC championship it's game. Amazing. Probably yeah. the playoff. Well, and you got to look at the teams on that side. you got the LSU should be better this year. Uh, hopefully Auburn's going to be, but Texas A and M that dumps the fire. I don't know if they. I don't think. Oh they man, they're going to be. I don't think they can get it straightened out. You don't out think Petrino and Jimbo can get it worked out this Not year? Not in one year. Oh, they man. had so many people jump the portal, and you know they're going to be an they, interesting team to they, watch. They're they going to be an interesting team to watch, but. With some of the annex that went on last year, and we're not going to get into those because they don't need to be brought up again when they came into Carolina and played. <laughs> uh, stuff that happened after the game right. should not happen. And if my son was playing on that team, I'd have jerked him off the team myself when I heard it. It wouldn't have been you got a choice. Well, you get a class act when you got a guy named Dumbo Pitcher anyway. <laughs> well, hey, let me get your quick thoughts on these. I wrote down a couple of things. Uh, Deion Sanders, just just real quickly, uh, the Colorado <laughs> AD came out this week. He he backed Deion Sanders. Uh, why? You may ask because he has let go seventy one scholarship players who played on last year's team. 
That's right, guys. 71 players who were on last year's team is no longer with that program. Chris, your quick thoughts on what's going on out at Boulder. I think it's the wrong hire for the for the university anyway. I, I got nothing against Dion and, and the rest. My only problem with Dion is, is if your last name's Sanders, he's taking you with him. He started with, you know, Shador at USC, and then their two boys are with him out there. Uh, his kids are going to play before anybody else. Uh, I joked with you the other day, even the even what's-his-name's in the portal, the mascot. Uh, it just <laughs> Ralphie. Says, Ralphie is a joke. but um, And I think it's just a matter of – you, Jim, you want to talk about dumpster fire job? It's Colorado right now. They for have one, a you, national championship. Up. For one, you had yeah, but I was Eric being. I mean, he's trying to get a head job somewhere, but in the pros. But um, I, I just, it's, I think they hired the wrong guy. I think they hired him for the right reason. Okay. Because he is a high profile name, and he thinks that they can. And let's hope he can, because if you've gotten everybody that's there, you got to replace the team. Right. With with your the guys coming in to play for you now. So now he's got to step up and really show what he can do. Jackson State's a perfect job for Dion. He just it just wasn't big enough for him. Dan, your well, thoughts on Dion? Colorado, I think last year what they won one ball game. Yeah, one in uh, eleven. So one in eleven. You, you know, changes have is gonna come. You're gonna get a new coach. This is the really the we're still very young in this portal stuff. And who's to say he wasn't wrong? Hey, you, don't you know, know he he got <laughs> rid of point. seven. He got rid of seventy-one scholarships. He was players. brought in to bring or so to run away he can people. Go, so now he people. can go in. He can recruit any high school athlete he wants to. He can go and get as many people as he needs out of the portal. Right. And he's not going to be in Dabo's situation where he's got eighty-eight scholarship players and he's got to cut three. Well, just that's to get everywhere. To 85. That's everywhere. That's not at Colorado though. <laughs> if you you know if you were wanted a. If you were one of the few that, that kept – now, some of those 71 were portal kids anyway. Um, I got to take up with Dabo. I got to go back there because these, these are uh, – the reason Clemson's over the number is because of the walk-on scholarships. Those right. are, those are year and, by year. Everybody's over to, the number, yeah. and they adjust their walk-ons yeah. according to what they bring What it in. is. Yeah. And, and I agree with you. I mean, it's – but it's still, you know, looking at – that situation, and then you look at Sanders' situation. I mean, he, yeah. If well, they they may win more ball games this year, right? Because he's gonna go to Portal and he's gonna get him a team that want number one want to play for Deion Sanders. Now, the uh, trash talking and uh, all of this stuff. Not a big the man. people. The people of Colorado, buddy, get used to it because it's right. coming and it's coming on a freight train running ninety <laughs> mile an hour. Well, they open at TCU. Here's right. what I think. My my opinion, for what it's worth, I think they're they're going to be the media darlings for the first month oh, of yeah. the season. Oh yeah. And all you gonna have, all, all you gonna see on TV is Colorado this, Colorado that, and they'll be well covered. But I think once they lose a couple of games, I'm interested to see how they react and the cohesiveness. Of, of the team, of, of yeah, that. And that, and who's playing and who's yeah. not getting to play, and I think they may lose some momentum, and they may end up being a 500 ball club. That's kind of what I'm looking at. I look at them to be a 500 ball club. I think he can get enough kids in from the portal. Uh, coaching staff, I don't know a whole lot about his coaching staff as far as who he brought with him, who he kept with him, uh, any of that. He's got but, some new guys. Yeah, yeah, he so, brought in a whole new staff. His coordinator was stated at Jackson, Jackson State or wherever State, he was. Uh, but I, y'all are giving more credit than I'm going to ever give him because I don't <laughs> see this being a 500 football team. Uh, I, I see it better being a, maybe a 1 in 11. Right. I'm not going to give him more than about three wins. And then maybe next year, like I said, once he's had time to produce the players out. Here's your one, go Here's your question. Here's your, Heisman Trophy this year. I guess you saw the early publication. Did not Carson uh, Beck from Georgia. Carson Beck, wow. The twenty ninth's gone, so now Carson Beck does have to because the twenty ninth is he's in the pros now playing. So Georgia's going back to back with the high. They're not. Yeah, well, they're not. But no, you know, don't get me even started on them. So all right, another topic, real quick. July first, twenty twenty four. Do you know the significance of it? July what? July the first of next year. Just this week, Oklahoma and Texas border regents have both agreed Three. for uh-huh. them to join enter the join. SEC. Appreciate so they'll come on. This is the last year of the of the current SEC membership. They'll be added. Uh, you're adding Oklahoma and Texas next year. Your thoughts on that quickly? 
they're not going to want to be there. But anyway, bring them on. Let's let's bring them but, in. But there's underlines under that is Arkansas and Missouri yeah. wanting to get out. They want out. Okay. Since you brought that up, let me go your way with it. Clemson, Florida State would like to go to a different conference yep. too. Do you ever see that happen? I do. I think with the when you look at the revenue uh, disparity between uh, the SEC and the Big Big Ten compared to everyone else. I think the ACC is going to have to do something. I think Clemson and Florida State are logical choices to go to the SEC. I think some of the other teams may end up in the Big Ten. Uh, the Big Ten markets are huge, man. If you really look at their television markets, they blow everybody away. Uh, and, and the revenue, and they're talking about uh, they're going to play somewhere overseas. Mm-hmm. Uh, where are they playing? Is it Mexico or somewhere? One of them going to London. Uh, yeah. Going to play in England. Overseas. Yeah. So uh, the Big Ten's got a lot of momentum. They're bringing in the West Coast teams, and uh, I, I think it makes a lot of sense. You can't run that deficit in in revenue and still be competitive by staying in, in the ACC. So look for Clemson and Florida State, those serious football programs to to make a move uh, sooner rather than later. They're, I promise you, their lawyers are behind the scenes trying to negotiate some kind of yeah, but uh, settlement with these conferences, these and we contracts. talked about this one time earlier. If I'm the SEC or if I'm the Big Ten, and I'm looking at Clemson to come into my program, they're going to help me in my football. They may help me in my softball. They're going to help me in maybe in my baseball. What about all the other sports that we offer that Clemson does not offer? Are you going to tell Clemson you need to put your swimming and diving back in? Or they just added gymnastics, man. Well, that's what I'm saying. See, but look at the SEC. Now you're going to go play the Georgia Dogs and the gym rats at Georgia and Alabama and Florida right. who are perennial national champions. You know, you don't – how is it going to be – it's got to be both – it's got to be favorable for the conference that they're going into as well as Clemson. It can't just be about Clemson getting more money. It's got to be how much oh, money I think Clemson can Clemson brings a lot to the table. Well, it brings yeah, a absolutely. lot. But where is the man? So, where, <laughs> so hold on, Stan. Where, I, I got to back up. If you, go if you the tier the SEC, let's tier the SEC real quick, okay. okay? Your top dogs, your tier one top dogs are your Georgia, LSU, Alabama, okay? Uh, Tennessee. Uh, I, I wouldn't even put Tennessee in the well, top Well, you got to look at what they're doing in softball, baseball. Maybe so. Tennessee, what they're doing in basketball. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Clemson, you want Clemson's football because they would be one of the top tier football teams. Yeah, I'll agree. And they're going to bring in revenue from that. But when you've got other teams, just like what we looked at with the D1 schedule, I want my every sport that I'm that you're offering and you're bringing into this conference. I want them moving up that ladder. I don't want them to say, well, we'll put it in in three years. Or, well, we just put in gymnastics. But Well, we'll have to go you know, look at the capital. What is it? The capital um, bowl standing or not the bowl standings, but the capital cup where they rate all the programs. And uh, I, I'm not. Um, that, I'm not. But Clemson would be, I think, at least a worst case scenario, middle of uh, uh, tier two. A program in the SEC probably uh, tinkering on a tier one program. So the but Tigers, that could go up if they improved and added. And where they need to add, and they are doing this now. They just started doing it. And this is one reason that Carolina has beat them in that Palmetto Cup for so many years. They're adding more female sports. They are. And that's what you're going to have to have if you go into the Big Ten or the SEC, you're going to have to have the more sports offered. But my thing for you, Jim, but is you'll have the money to do it. Palmetto Cups may want to buy your women's tennis team and your uh, equestrian. Women's equestrian. We'll go that route. I mean, and I, the I don't mind basketball team. I got to defend my Tigers. That, that, and you're right. I mean, yeah. I, but, and I'm not going to defend Amanda Butler anymore than I can, but I think Brownell's oh, a great coach. Yeah. I like Brownell. But, but are, are you okay with the money it's going to cost you to leave that conference? Well, that's that's the hiccup right now, and that, right. that's what what has got to be worked out by the athletic department. And again, 
But you know, you, rumors you, are, and they're rumors that you know the exit um, fees are are non contractual and that, mm-hmm. that they'll be able to exit without paying all that. So we'll yeah. see. Well, and even if they do, you're looking at and just SEC numbers, the schools are getting a a hundred nine million a year. Right. Clemson's getting thirty. If I can get in the SEC and get that hundred nine million, that money's not gonna I can, that money that I'll have to pay to get out is not gonna really come into effect. Y'all getting a hundred nine million now? I think it's yeah. like fifty now. I think no, the it's 109. Sharing. Come on now, Stan. No. I when it, when all this came out, Clemson's getting 30, right? So you're telling me there is a $60 million. Yep. That's why Clemson and Florida won't from stay won't out. That's yeah. why Just Oklahoma is going to that's what and, it's going to be. And, uh, and uh, uh, Big that's Ten. projection. And the Big Ten. Right. Theirs is about the same as the SEC. Yeah, the Big Ten and, is. And, Clemson, and Clemson's higher, getting 30 million from the ACC. Well, that's 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 what I was saying. Yeah. Is Clemson cannot okay, afford keep the program to, to stay yeah. that you know in the ACC if that's the case. If that's there's that well, much um, difference between the revenue. and that's and and Clemson and Florida State are seeing it. All right, we're running out of time. Yeah. We got yeah. about five minutes. I did want to give you guys an opportunity to play kind of the win game here with South Carolina's schedule, so we'll have to go quickly here. Okay. I had South Carolina's football schedule for next year. Let's see if I can find it. What did I do with it? <laughs> no. Oh, here it is. It fell. All right. So, Chris, you, you can go first. Well, That's fine. Gamecocks open in Charlotte versus North Carolina. Tell me who wins that game. I'm going to take Carolina just because of the – Which one? Okay. I'm going to go with the Gamecocks. <laughs> Let's say the Gamecocks in that game. Yeah. Um, I'm not 100% sure with it because I think North Carolina will be better with Mac Brown. I think they got a really good quarterback coming in. I'm not a Spencer Rattler guy, uh, but we've, we've made the decision he's going to be the man. So you got to stand behind your coaching staff and, and do what you do. And I, I'm just looking forward to a couple of the changes that we're going to tweak offensively and, and – uh, See which you know which one our running back steps up to the plate, but I think it's a good opening game. I'd, I'd rather see North Carolina than some of the ones we've been seeing it. On, you know, from the thing. What does bother me is what is the place. All right. I, I kind of worry about it being a neutral, kind of a neutral, call it neutral side if you want. But anyway. All right, Stan. I'll go with with South Carolina too, but the reason why <laughs> is because of, the, because, of because of the quarterback. We'll have an experienced quarterback. You like Rattler long, better than yeah than who they got than coming May? in. Okay, Furman. May's gone. Furman. No, May's there. That's no, what we're well, Yeah, well, he's a Heisman candidate. But he's got a lot. No, he, he's a man. I, I'm changing my big down. I'm kidding. <laughs> but that's the reason <laughs> I was questioning. I I think North Carolina can win the game. All right, Furman. Both of you gonna pick the pick game. game. Yeah. I don't know. Dan's Georgia week three. Strong. Week three at Georgia. I'm gonna take the dogs. I hate to do it. I, I don't think at they play Georgia. a lot of people. Yeah, at Georgia. At, I'm gonna take the dogs. Well, there's a better possibility of upset of Georgia at Athens than in Columbia. Okay. So we're all playing in Athens. So there's that upset. Possibility so who, who, who you want, Stan? I'm I'm still going with Georgia to okay. beat them. So they're two and one. Both chance, of you have right. them two and one. Right. Mississippi State at home. That should be a win. It should be. I agree with him. Three and one for both of you at Tennessee. That's Those probably going to be a loss. I'm gonna go Heupel. I'm gonna go Heupel. Oh, yeah. Three and two. Uh, Florida at home. Napier's yeah. got to improve. That's all yeah. we need to. Yeah. Uh, you lose a guy. Here's the thing about Florida. They were awful last year, and they had a kid that goes that high in the draft. I mean, so. NFL knew something that Napier didn't know about a quarterback, but uh, I I don't know. Where's it at? Oh, it's in Columbia, so I, I, would, take I, would, I would take Carolina. At home, I'll go with it. I said four and two at Missouri. We always lose in Columbia. Yep, that's not a good <laughs> place for us. Four and three? Yep. Texas A&M at College Station. That's a dumpster fire out there. I don't even uh, – from the game last year, they got two quarterbacks coming there. If they can make up their mind on a quarterback, they're probably going to be a better team than we will, uh, just because of the other losses that we've lost. But I'll, I'll count it as a loss because we've got to go four to four. College four. Wow. Yeah. Four and four. Okay. Yeah. Jacksonville State win. win. Yeah. Uh, five and four. Vanderbilt at home. Should be a win. Should be a Six win. Six and four. So here it comes down to these two games, Kentucky and Clemson. Kentucky at home. That should be a win. Win seven and four, Chris. Yep. I'm gonna go. Yeah, yeah. All right, yep. and Clemson. Also, I'm gonna give it to y'all. 
I, I think Beamer's doing a great job. I just think that, you know, a lot of people are just ready to give, you know, give Dabble the boot to get out of here because we got the new, the pretty new shiny penny in Beamer. I think Beamer can get there. I pretty? Just, uh, you call Beamer pretty. Uh, as far as the new penny in town, <laughs> Dabble's the old, the old well, rusted copper penny that, and I think everybody's just used as that example. I think Clemson's going to be, I, I, I've said from day one, I think that your new offense coordinator is going to change a lot. Yeah, I, agree. I think the whole dynamic of Clemson football changes, you know, with that coordinator, and it's something that's been needed. And uh, I'm not like DJ Uwe. Uh, I don't think it would matter. Who I, I disagree with him about what his statements were, but, but I still think that one may come down to the quarterback. It could, there. yeah. It's always yeah. fun to pick these games. It is, but you never Even know. Now. Like well, we sit here May the 10th, yeah. but. You never know. Spencer Rattler might go out early in the year, and, yeah, and, and and you never know with injuries and motivation, that sort of thing. And, and then Clemson, this is going to be his first year of having to play right a full season of people getting after his butt and wanting to hit that's, him. A, that's exactly right. And these boys are a little bit bigger than the ones he played in high school. They are. That's exactly right, man. It's been. I think Klubnik do. I, I'll give I'll give him all the defense in the all, world. He's got the he's potential. got the, he's got the tools. And he could be your best quarterback. Got to find a while. Clemson's got to find wide receivers. Even Goldilocks. You're exactly right. <laughs> or throw it to the tight ends in the middle of the field. So much to talk about. Yep. So much fun, guys. I yep. appreciate y'all having me on today. Hey, right, man, we appreciate you covering. I appreciate Tom letting me come on. Yep. You guys do a great job. Well, we fix and go watch you do what you do best, and that's well, bring me baseball and bring me a win tonight. It's on you. <laughs> we hope so. We appreciate you listening to the podcast. Yeah, These guys you, are the Lakeland Sports guys, and uh, it's been been fun to be part of the show today and uh check us out tonight we are um on air at 6 30 greenwood high school versus north of on youtube yep thank you guys thank you thank you buddy